Welcome to Building Reddit. I'm your host, Ryan H. Lewis. There's a lot that goes into how brands partner with Reddit for advertising. The combination of technology and relationships bring about ad campaigns for shows such as Rings of Power and avatar collaborations like the one with Stranger Things. In today's episode, we'll be hearing from Sarah Miner. She's the head of media and entertainment, and her job is to build those partnerships with brands so that Reddit is the best place for community on the web. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Sarah. Please introduce yourself. My name is Sarah Miner, and I'm head of media and entertainment uh, on the ad sales team. I'm based out of New York. Spend a lot of time in Los Angeles, but based out of New York. And I started in April of 2016. I'm coming up on my seven-year, what we call snooversary, next week. What are you responsible for as head of media and entertainment? Well, there's a lot. Let's see. I I guess just to keep it simple, uh, I'm responsible for building advertising partnerships with a lot of the top uh, brands that fall under the umbrella of media and entertainment in in that category. And I'm responsible for building out the internal teams that support those partnerships, both in New York and in Los Angeles. And there's a lot more, but that's, that's just to keep it simple. That's what I do. So tell me what a typical day looks like for you. What are your mornings like? I wish my mornings were filled with running and meditation and journaling, uh, like so many lucky people out there. But I actually have two boys, uh, Jack, who's four, and Teddy, who's almost one. So my mornings are not that zen. I Typically, I work from home most of the time, and I, I travel a lot for work because, like I said, I have teams in Los Angeles. And so when I'm home, it's nice because Reddit gives me the flexibility to be able to work from home most days of the week. So I really like to take advantage of that and I spend as much time as I can kind of taking care of things at home when I'm here in Brooklyn and, and see the kids when I can get some FaceTime. Uh, I'm really grateful for that because I think it's it's a bit of a silver lining that the pandemic gave us was just that flexibility for working parents and being able to um, have that balance. And I, I'm grateful to Steve and, and Reddit for sort of continuing to support that as we come out of the pandemic. And then what do you usually do once you log on for work? It's a little bit of everything. It depends on the day. Earlier in the week, it tends to be a lot of sort of team updates, team meetings, definitely checking in internally with some of the senior leadership team on priorities for the week, thinking about revenue, making sure that we're super clear and and buttoned up on how we're pacing throughout the quarter in terms of revenue that we're bringing in, billing and delivering on. So a lot of it is sort of managing expectations and checking in with the team to make sure everybody's super clear on everything for the week. As the week progresses, it gets busier with client meetings. We have a lot of client lunches. We do a lot of lunch and learns where we'll bring lunch into either the direct client or oftentimes we work with agency partners, media agencies that um, help strategize. So they work on behalf of the client to figure out which partners make sense for each what we call request for proposal. So uh, oftentimes we meet with the media agencies Since COVID, a lot of the meetings have been virtual still. So I would say we're probably, I think, getting closer to 50-50 between being in person and and being virtual. It used to be pretty much every meeting was in person. So I used to joke during COVID that a lot of what we loved about sales was kind of taken away and we were sort of stuck with like a lot of the, the back end, you know, things and tracking metrics and being super 
deep in Excel and, and internal docs and things like that. And we weren't getting to like get out there and market and kind of do what we, what we do well often. And that, that was hard because so many of us, I think are naturally extroverted and got into sales for that reason so that we could sort of be out, uh, having those conversations and entertaining and, and all the fun stuff that can come with, with sales. There's definitely been, the pendulum has sort of swung back aggressively in the other direction during COVID. And now I'd say we're about 50, 50 in person and, and virtual. And then on Friday, we try really hard not to have meetings, at least internal meetings, because they can kind of like really start to bog you down. And, and I tend to use Friday sort of for higher level strategy and thought leadership. A lot of that comes to me just walking. If I don't listen to a podcast or I don't listen to music, um, I do a lot of reading earlier in the week. And then I tend to sort of reflect on that later in the week and, and getting out and walking uh, tends to help me kind of, I don't know, ideas tend to come to me when I do that. So I'm not listening to my succession podcast when I'm out on those walks. It's a little bit more just uh, clear the mind and and uh, think about strategy. So it just depends on the week. Last week, I was really busy in, in Los Angeles at an industry event, the Variety Entertainment Marketing Summit. I had a leadership offsite where we were strategizing about the back half of the year. So that week was very different than what this week will look like, which is a lot of catching up, you know, internally and a couple of a couple of external meetings sprinkled in. I know that my most productive hours tend to be in the morning, which works out well because I have teams on the West Coast that start working obviously my time later in the day. So typically I structure it so that I have plenty of time to sort of think and strategize and work on some of the, the meteor projects in the morning when I have my best focus. And then in the afternoons, I tend to structure my day so that I'm handling more one-on-ones, more as simple tasks that are sort of on the to-do list. And yep, yeah, every week is different. How do your afternoons go? Afternoons are also really busy because uh, like I said, I have teams in California. I have clients in California and I'm based in Brooklyn. So because of the time difference, I'm often pretty jam-packed still with work. Uh, pretty good about setting boundaries and Reddit's great about supporting uh, me doing that so that I can make sure that dinner's on the table for the family at six o'clock. And then we sit together as a family pretty much every night. My husband tries to make it, but I at least sit with the boys and we play a game called high, low Buffalo, which is your high of the day, your low of the day. And then your Buffalo is your big surprising thing that happened. So, uh, we play that at dinner and then, yeah, moves into the evening nighttime routine, but there isn't that much time for a lot outside of, of working and staying restructured so that I can enjoy that time in the evenings with the kids. Well, now I'm curious about what Jack thinks about your job. Let's hear from him. What do you think I do for work? Organize things. What? Organize things and um, do things on your computer. Oh, like what? Uh, I don't know. Just Where do I work? At One World Trade. One World Trade? And who's my boss? Rick. And do you know who Sanu is? A robot. Sanu is a robot? Yeah. And what does Sanu sound like, do you think? I don't know. Like a skeleton? Like a skeleton? Yeah. You know what? That's what I think, too. Sanu is a robot that sounds like a skeleton. Definitely. All right. Back to your work. 
How does it go when you're pitching to brands? How do you position Reddit? Yeah, I think, you know, the the space is pretty crowded. Um, and I think there's sort of a never ending sea of content choices for consumers and, and more competition than ever for entertainment properties right now. So I think standing out from the competition is is really more important than ever. And I think Reddit really is the place where you can kind of cut through the noise and do that. I believe that there's really truly meaningful engagement and authenticity on our platform. And I don't think that that really exists anywhere else. Our users really trust each other um, and they come to Reddit to kind of lean into that trust and to learn and to talk about new IP and content and services. And I think that trust really leads to action. An interesting stat that uh, we ran a Reddit survey last year for all of our entertainment users or users that fell into that category. And we learned that 35% of Redditors have never canceled a subscription service, which tells me that after our users do their research, they're extremely loyal, which I think ultimately can lead to something that we call a high lifetime value, meaning that uh, once somebody sort of converts and commits to something on our platform, they tend to be with that brand or with that service for for quite some time. Um, And I think that it's really an opportunity for brands to reach a a super highly engaged audience of relevant entertainment uh, enthusiasts. And they're really surrounding conversations that they care the most about. So on top of that, our community base continues to grow, which I think during this time is, is really interesting. When we know so many other social media platforms are seeing you know, flat to down user growth. And so I think that unique audience and that unique point of view uh, and opportunity on Reddit really, really helps brands, again, cut through the noise and uh, and carve out a unique point of view. What's one of the challenges that you've seen around how brands perceive Reddit? Yeah, it's a good question. I think oftentimes we sort of get bucketed for certain IP that falls into very specific categories, such as horror or science fiction. And what's interesting is we have a very large, you know, female audience on the platform and communities that are very rich in content that really is more geared towards, you know, towards females and and female users. And so oftentimes trying to flip the script on that and, and, and sort of change that uh, that point of view that people sort of come to a Reddit sales meeting with is is a bit of a challenge. It doesn't usually take long to help them see communities such as skincare addiction and other you know female focused communities and, and how rich that conversation is and and how deep it is. And usually it's pretty it's pretty easy to to turn it around. But I think that would be the initial sort of challenge for us on the entertainment team is just helping people sort of open up their minds to really the the massive breadth and depth of Reddit and the diversity that exists on the platform today. How did the pandemic change advertising on Reddit? So through a media and entertainment lens, most of the streaming services launched during COVID and everybody was home. And so there was this boom of um, streaming marketing dollars and everybody was super excited. And so I think a lot of these major media companies really started to double down there and theater shut down. And I, you know, theatrical used to make up such a large part of the largest part of the media and entertainment marketing strategies in terms of like their overall piece of the pie. And it shifted to streaming for a period of time. And, and I think during that time, 
Reddit's also, you know, undergoing so much change. And so it's tough to be in market and it still is today because the, the media and entertainment landscape is still in the middle of a major, of major change. So there's so much that we don't know. Um, I think a lot of us feel that there will be some big consolidation that will take place, but, you know, as that's happening sort of slowly between, you know, discovery plus and HBO max now becoming max, uh, showtime now merging so that, you know, it's paramount plus with showtime. So I think we're starting to see a lot of that start to happen, but, um, COVID was really a like pivotal time. Uh, for for most verticals, right, in most industries, but I think for media and entertainment, it's it's pretty unique in the way that we're seeing it play out now in terms of um, these companies trying to figure out like what is the strategy for the future and where are we headed? Are people going to go back to theaters? Are they only going back for action and horror, or are they going back? for uh everything is the movie going experience going to be what it once was and i think that these are like big questions and only time only time will tell as a fan of tv shows like yellow jackets and succession does your love of those shows ever have an impact when you're working with those companies oh yeah for sure i think you know a big part of selling is storytelling and I think it's really easy to, if you're passionate about particular IP, to have that come through in a sales pitch and have it be much more authentic. And so oftentimes, whether it be internal for the brainstorms ahead of time, which wouldn't typically be meetings that I necessarily would be involved in with my teams, they will loop me in if it's if it's IP that they know that I really am passionate about. I like to think about myself as sort of creative. I don't know if, I don't know if they would agree. But uh, I like to get in there and, and brainstorm uh, around Yellow Jackets and and Succession and you know Game of Thrones when it existed, and I, I have a lot of fun doing that. And then externally, yeah, I think it's really fun to be involved in the pitch, and I think the team appreciates bringing me and having that sort of passion behind it and that knowledge because they don't all necessarily obviously watch and care about what I care about and vice versa. So it's nice to sort of tap people who have that passion. To, to join because I think it can really move the needle in sales. You've been at Reddit for a while, since 2016. Reddit was a very different site back then. So what made you want to join the company? I joined for so many reasons. I think the biggest sort of early influence, I have to say, was my my older brother, Charlie. He's always been a really big Redditor. He's the reason I started using the platform long before I met the the head of East Coast sales, Brian Rosenblatt, who ended up hiring me. And it's why I was sort of knowledgeable in that conversation to begin with and even made it to the the kind of the interview part. Because uh, Brian and I met through a friend, through a, a friend, actually a coworker of mine that I worked with at Disney for, for six years before I joined. He was Brian's roommate. And so I just went to a birthday party with him and I, I, uh, I met Brian Rosenblatt and he, he ended up we ended up chatting about Reddit for most of the night. And the only reason I could have an intelligent conversation around, you know, the communities and what Reddit was doing. And I specifically said to him, why, why isn't there an app? And he said, well, actually, I'm testing the app right now. Do you want to see it? And so he showed me the app and I, I gave him some feedback. And the next thing I knew, I was interviewing. And so I think coming back to Charlie, I think my older brother, he's just was super knowledgeable. He got me hooked on Reddit early. He was very passionate. And then he was probably definitely actually the most excited person to hear I was interviewing. He thought it was 
so cool. And so the fact that my older brother thought it was pretty cool, that helped. And then I would say second is mission. I still really believe in the mission of the company, bringing community and belonging to everyone in the world. I, I believe that Reddit does a lot of good. And so that that felt nice. And then last and, and arguably most importantly, I, I really felt like I was I was going to learn a lot and I was going to be able to have an impact pretty quickly. In these last seven years, how has your view of Reddit changed? That's such a good question because it, it changes all the time. It's still changing. Um, I think I always used Reddit, but I would say I used it kind of for a laugh. I thought there was some funny stuff on on Reddit and I, I used it for product recommendations. I didn't get my Bose headphones until, you know, back in 2017, until I had felt like thoroughly researched that on Reddit. It was the only place I really trusted for product recommendation. I didn't go with Volvo for our car until I had checked out what car should I buy. So I think for me, it the platform, I, I knew that there was a lot of value there. And from a user standpoint, I saw it. I think pretty superficially at that time, early on in my career. And then I got pregnant with Jack and Jack was breech. And I had to find out I had to have a C-section. And that was hard for me, which I think a lot of moms can relate to when you sort of go through, you think that your birthing experience is going to be a a specific way and you find out it's actually going to be different. And I found the April 2019 bumper community on Reddit. And what's amazing about Reddit is there's a community for every month of every year that women are due. So you can find a community with potentially hundreds or thousands of other women that are due right around when you are and go through every step of your pregnancy with those those people and ask anonymous questions and be totally candid about everything. And that's where I really realized what it meant to bring community and belonging to everybody in the world and the like the good that Reddit can do on a much deeper level. So that that didn't exist for me until 2019, until I was pretty well into my pregnancy with Jack. And then I I would say, I think more recently, what I just alluded to is just like Reddit has the potential to be so many things. And Steve has much more of a vision in terms of kind of where we could go with what we have. But I think that I'm here for the ride. I think it's like so interesting and fascinating. And a big reason that I've stayed at Reddit for as long as I have has been because I feel like I'm, I have learned so much and I continue to learn so much. And a lot of that is the transparency from the senior leadership team and to hear out loud the way sort of Steve and the team thinks about the business and the potential future of the business. And I just didn't know how dynamic we were or we could be. Um, and so I, I don't I don't know what's ahead for us. And so there's going to be more that's going to change my view, uh, more that's going to surprise me. And uh, I, I know I'm in the middle of a next like really big growth spurt for the company. And my opinion about Reddit will continue to evolve. How has the ad technology changed at Reddit since you joined the company? And what role did you play in that change? The biggest change was was definitely for me was the launch of the Reddit ads platform to start with. So just to elaborate a little bit more on that, typically social partners have an open self-serve platform so that advertisers can actually just go into the system and get their campaigns live. And our first version of that, it's really impressive that we were able to roll it out. Um, and also through an era where like everybody was becoming mobile first, right? Snapchat, Twitter, all these social platforms that were out there, everybody was on their phones and we didn't have a mobile app at the time. So the launch of that and the push to migrate users to their mobile device was an entirely new challenge for the company. And for me, I think coming from 
ESPN and Disney, where we had gone through recent redesigns, that was a place that I could really sort of add value quickly. And so, yes, I was a part of the, uh, the team that sort of strategized about the ads product and what it was going to look like. I gave pretty regular feedback that way. Um, and that was really impressive that we were able to launch everything and go to market with a pretty buttoned up strategy there because there wasn't a whole lot of training um, at, at Reddit at the time. We didn't have a sales enablement team who was sort of helping to make sure that everybody was armed with the knowledge and the information that they needed to be in market talking about this change. And so we went from selling primarily to digital investment teams who are teams on the publishing side, right? Or agencies that handle only buying from publishers to selling to social teams and agencies that only buy on social platforms. And that sounds like a small, like a nuance, but it's it's actually very different in terms of the way that those brands and agencies think about buying and activating on various platforms. And it obviously can have big implications in terms of their like marketing mix and their strategy and the, and where sort of Reddit fits into that overall pie. And we were never trained on that nuance. And so I had a woman when I was at ESPN who had been uh, an incredible resource for me in terms of just learning more about performance marketing, um, learning more about social. And so we actually built a deck together on the nuances of of selling, you know, social and, and what that meant. And some of the language can be very different and, and things like that. And we rolled that out in New York. And that pilot went so well that we ended up rolling it across out across the the country and across all of the sales teams. And I think that was an example, I think, of where I was able to sort of see a need and go out and build. And, and what's so fun about Reddit and what's always been fun about Reddit is being able to kind of do that and have that immediate impact and, and go out and, and see a need and create a, a resource that can help solve for that challenge and then actually see a real change um, and, and, and see and feel that impact. And so I was a big part of, of that big kind of launch and, and shift in the way that we were in market as a, as a platform. I'm sure over the years, you've done a lot of cool things at Reddit. Could you share some of your favorite stories? That's a tough one. There's so many, there's so many good stories, but early on the first really big deal that I sold through at Reddit, which was the first upfront commitment, meaning the first time that an advertiser committed for the year to Reddit was with a network, a major media companies network that as a part of their big deal, they wanted to create a custom bobblehead Snoo. Snoo was our mascot. And I sold it in. I took a bit of a risk. And I said that it was something that we could do, even though I wasn't sure if it was something that we could do. The paperwork came in, we signed it. And the day came for us to start producing these things. And I uh, really quickly learned that due to uh, user privacy challenges, and the fact that we had actually ended our contract with our fulfillment center just a few months before that. I actually ended up having to 
produce this news, ship them to the office, and then actually package them. And I have a photo of this, of one of our creative strategists at the time under all of these packages, because we had spent all night taking this news, wrapping them in bubble wrap, putting them into the boxes, putting the shipping label on, writing the user's information on it with their username, and shipping them out from the office because we couldn't have a third-party fulfillment center in between the user and Reddit. And so we had to get scrappy. And I couldn't let the deal fall through. And it's a, it was a, you know, still is a major client of mine. So I couldn't couldn't let that happen. And so that's one of my favorite early day stories. It all worked out. Um, there's actually still the last of those snoozes in the New York office. It's glued at the front desk. So if you, when you walk into the New York office, you can see it. Another really good one was, it was my second week at the company. I barely had my laptop and our head of sales at the time, the guy who hired me, Brian Rosenblatt, called me and asked me to go meet with the CMO of a major shipping company. And I said, sure, what what am I selling? And he said, I don't know, figure it out basically. And that's what Reddit kind of was back then. Again, no mobile app, looked like Craigslist. We didn't have the Reddit ads platform that we know today. So there was no sort of back end place for advertisers to go in and you know, just throw some money into the system and kind of put their ads up on Reddit. It was all much more manual. It was the way that publishers sell ads. So it was all on a reserved, like a media plan and then through a reserved, what we call a CPM. So fixed price, there was no biddable environment. And so it was just a very different world back then. And and I wasn't sure what I was going to pitch to this, this shipping company. And then it occurred to me, because there was an email sent out that we were going to sunset this offering is that we had this amazing online gift exchange called Reddit Gifts. And it was actually a separate landing page and a separate website from reddit.com, but it had never been sold before. And because of that, we were going to deprecate it. And as a part of going through learning about Reddit gifts, I found out that the Guinness Book of World Records had nominated Reddit as the largest online gift exchange in the world. And so that was my carrot. That was like the only thing that I really used to sell this deal in. I didn't have any sort of internal like proof of concept or any, you know, I had no way of really knowing whether or not the campaign itself was going to be successful. But we put the logo up, you know, next to next to the the Snoo Santa. And we got $500,000 for it, which at the time was was huge. I think we had it for three more holiday seasons after that. And then we ended up having to sunset Reddit Gifts more recently, unfortunately. But that was a really fun early story too. And another kind of big deal early on um, that the team sold in. As an employee in the New York area, you've also seen the Reddit office move around quite a bit. How has Reddit's New York location evolved over the years? Well, I interviewed at a WeWork in Tribeca. And like I said, I think I was the seventh New York employee. So there were six people kind of floating around the WeWork. And they they asked me to come in and, and they said that I was going to have an interview with our head of sales who was based in San Francisco. Um, and they, they said they didn't have a computer for me to interview him. So they said, can, you know, did you bring your computer? And I said, no, I I left it at the office because I, you know, I snuck out for lunch to come meet you guys. And I didn't want anything to be suspicious, but I didn't bring my computer. And they said, okay, can you just FaceTime him from your phone? And so I did. And that's how I interviewed with our, you know, our head of sales at the time, Zubair. And my first day at Reddit was actually at One World Trade. So that office in between that, you know, short period between interviewing and being hired, we moved into what was the walk-in closet on the Vogue floor of One World Trade. So I think max capacity in that room was probably 30 people. Uh, Needless to say, we outgrew it pretty quickly. 
but it was pretty, it was pretty funny. It was all of us in one room. We had a couple of like offshoot closets you could use for meetings, but we certainly weren't hosting any big client meetings in, in that office space because it was, it was tight. We got really close and nobody dared to bring any tuna fish sandwich into the office because it was, it was tight. So we, we outgrew that and then we sourced and, and moved into 222 Broadway, which is across from the Fulton Street subway stop. And my brother, who's an interior designer and has a company, offered to help uh, decorate the office space. And so it was really fun. It was, like, again, an early day kind of experience that wouldn't happen now. But my brother and I got to work together on a project to actually decorate the space. And I have we created this really amazing wallpaper with snooze that look like different New York celebrities that grew up in New York. And I actually have a roll of the wallpaper in my closet and try to figure out what to do with it. But it's, uh, I'll probably frame a, a piece of it and keep it around as one of the early day memories from one of the offices. And then I went on maternity leave to have Teddy. And, you know, a few years later, went out to have Teddy in May and I came back early November. And in that time, we had moved from 222 Broadway back to One World Trade, except we had the whole floor. And I came back my first day and two of kind of the, the OGs at Reddit were standing there when the elevator doors opened. And I was just, I was so teary-eyed when they opened and I saw how kind of legit we were because it was kind of this manifestation of so much hard work and the office is really breathtaking and it's very mature, we're very grown up. And it's, it's a really a place that I am really proud to bring clients to. And it's really amazing to look back at that first we work and that first interview where we didn't even have you know, computers in the office. So, all right, I've just got two more questions for you. If you were on a deserted island and you only had access to one subreddit, what would it be and why? My, my gut reaction was IAMA, the IAMA subreddit, because I thought that it would keep me entertained. And you also can learn a lot, I think, through the AMAs. But my real answer, I think I have to go with, is ask Reddit, because I can ask Reddit and all these users questions about how to survive and how to get off this island and maybe even make it to the front page and maybe even somebody will come find me and save me. And so I think my best, I think my best way off this island is, uh, is posting and ask Reddit. And that's what I'm going to go with. And what's your favorite meme? Homer bushes. Homer bushes I use like way more than I should. I think my team, I think my team would agree with that. This is definitely my favorite. I also like This Is Fine, the one with the, the dog and the fire, because oftentimes life these days can feel like that. <laughs> we're, we're, we are surviving and not necessarily thriving through every day. And um, especially with the kids and the, the chaos that is life as a young parent at a company in hyper growth mode. And so I use that one a lot, too. All right. Thank you, Sarah, for answering all my questions. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. It was really fun. So what did you think? Does it sound cool to build Reddit, one of the largest sites on the internet? If so, then check out our open positions at www.redditinc.com careers. And to get more behind the scenes info, check out Reddit's engineering blog at reddit.com r slash redditeng. And that's it for now. See you in the next episode of Building Reddit. Building Reddit is an official podcast from Reddit. This episode was produced by Ryan H. Lewis. Thanks for listening.